Alright guys, welcome back to another episode of the No Limits Podcast with me, your host as always, Mark Ormrod. Now, there isn't really any sort of particular uh, me- well, reason or purpose of today's podcast. It's just that something just happened to me. And I really, really felt compelled to let a bunch of people know about it. Um, It's not often that happens, but it did. And that's what I created this podcast for. When the mood takes me, when something happens, when I feel I've got something to say. The whole point of this podcast was that I could pull over at the side of the road, wherever I am, drop whatever I'm doing, and record it. So that is exactly what I want to do right here. Now, before I start talking and telling you what it was that happened, it's probably a good idea, first of all, that I give you all a little bit of context uh, so that what I'm about to say makes a lot of sense. Now, it's been just over 10 years now since I've been living as a disabled person, less able bodied person, whatever you want to call it. And in that time, one of the biggest bugbears that I've had has been disabled parking. Now, over the years, I have had people knock on my window and ask me to move my car when I parked in a disabled space. I have had people walk past, look in my windscreen, shake their heads and tut at me. I've had people approach me and ask me if I'm aware that I'm parked in a disabled space. And I've even had people leaving notes on my windscreen, even though I've had a blue badge in the windscreen. Uh, they've left notes saying, you, you shouldn't be parked here, move your car, I've reported you to the council. Now, right now I'm driving around in a Ford S-Max, so it's, you know, while it's not a cliche disabled car, you know, it's kind of... Um, what am I trying to say? It doesn't stand out quite as much as some of the cars that I've had in the past. So I can kind of see people's reasoning and their thought process behind it when they see a pretty nice car parked in the disabled bay. They automatically assume that it's just some young thruster who is taking the mic and parking his car there for whatever reason. But that hasn't been the case. But anyway, over the years, I have had um, several run-ins with people who have given me a bit of abuse and it's one of my biggest pet hates. I get it to a degree because people can only really see me from the chest up. They can't see the legs. Normally my little stubby arm is is tucked in behind the door somewhere so they can't see that. And they just see a young-ish gentleman sat there in whatever kind of car it is and assume that I shouldn't be there. And and it really, really grips me uh, when it's happened. Let me tell you about what's just happened to me now. So right now I'm at Membry Service Station. I have driven from Plymouth to Bristol this morning for a prosthetics appointment. I'm getting a new arm built because I've I've jacked up my other one. It's pretty messed up. And now I'm heading over to Portsmouth to meet with a friend, uh, recce a venue, and have a bit of a dry run through of an event I'm doing next month called an evening with Mark Hornrod. So I'm stopped in Membry Service Station, and. I pulled in here and I pulled into a disabled bay like I normally do. I already had lunch. All my meal was prepped for me to eat today, but I wanted to pull over and just eat it in peace. And I pulled up next to a car with an elderly gentleman and someone who I assumed to be his wife in the car with him. 
Now, when I got there, I, I pulled up, I got my lunch out, dropped all my windows because it's pretty warm here today, and I started eating. And this this guy was stood by his car, and uh, he was outside his car having a cigarette. His wife was sat inside, and, and he was, you know, looking over for a little bit of time, and I was eating my lunch. I wasn't getting out of my car. And then when he finished his cigarette, he walked over to my car, and I kind of saw him out the corner of my eye, and I thought, here we go. Calm yourself down, Mark. He's going to come over and question you. He's going to tell you to move your car. He's going to ask you to show your blue badge or something along those lines. So in my mind, I was telling myself, stay calm, be polite, don't lose your temper. Just explain to him, say, yes, sir, I, I can park here. I'm just having my lunch. And then hopefully, you know, he'll turn around and he'll be gone. So he came over to my car and he said, uh, excuse me, mate. I said, yes, sir. He said, is there anything that I can get you from the service station? Now, that kind of stopped me in my tracks because that has never, ever happened to me before. You know, this guy, I'm assuming, saw me sat in my car. Rather than think, oh, this young person can't be disabled, he might have thought, maybe this young disabled person is struggling and has been sat there for like 10 minutes because he can't get out of his car, you know, I don't use a wheelchair, but maybe he thought that I was, you know, my wheelchair was in the back and it was too difficult to get out on my own. Um, maybe he thought I wasn't able to get out of the car for whatever. I don't know what his thought process was. But rather than come over to me and say, excuse me, do you know this is a disabled spot and judge me? He came over to me and asked me if I needed any help. So, you know, I, I very politely said, no, thank you, sir. I'm, I'm fine. Just having my lunch. I'm going to go in in a minute. Use the facilities and then I'll be on my way. And he said, no problem. Need anything? Give me a shout. And he was parked in the car next to me. Now that kind of blew me away, which is why I felt compelled that I had to sit here now before I set off my journey again and let you guys know about that. That has never happened to me in 10 years. And I really, 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 really hope that it happens to me again on a more regular basis. You know, this gentleman didn't judge by looking at me from the chest up. He looked over and must have thought that I was in need of some help, which is why he came over and offered. He didn't think I shouldn't be parked there. And he came over and, and he offered. And, you know, it, it kind of made my day, if I'm honest. This is why I'm I'm telling you guys this now. So I hope that, you know, that's a trend that I see continue into the future and if you're listening to this and you've ever been in that position where you looked over and you saw someone sat in a disabled bay maybe you've got a a family member or a friend with you who's disabled or maybe you're disabled yourself and you get you know a bit of a sad on because you don't think they should be there you know rather than judge maybe just think you know maybe that person's in there sat in the car because they need help you know maybe they are entitled to be there because you have to remember that not all disabilities are visible. You know, even in the car, something like this, mine isn't visible unless you come over and stick your neck in through my window. But there are a lot of people out there who have disabilities, which in my opinion are more debilitating than my own, whose you can't see, you know? And, and I imagine that it's very frustrating for them. I'm sure they get the same thing that I've experienced over the last 10 years. But don't judge, guys. You never, ever know. Um, what's going on with people so i just want to say to that that gentleman whoever you are wherever you are thank you for doing that because it's helped take something that really grips my shit part of my french and gave me a different perspective on it so the next time 
I pull up in a disabled bay, you know, I'll look left, look right. If there's someone sat in their car, you know, whether they're able-bodied or disabled, I won't judge. I'll do the same thing. I'll ask them if they need help. And if they aren't disabled, maybe that will, I don't know, shame them or embarrass them into moving their car. But maybe, just maybe, they do need the help and then I can go and make their day like that gentleman made mine. So that was it, guys. Uh, I'm about to hit the road now. I'm going to head back to Pompey, uh, go meet Glenn, go wreck this venue, do a dry run-through of an evening with Mark Ormrod, and then head back home uh, for another <laughs> another busy week. It's been a manic Monday already so far, but I love doing this. This is what I do, guys. Thank you for listening, as always. Thank you for all of the positive feedback you've given me on the first two episodes. I love you guys for it. Thank you very much. I really enjoy doing this. I I enjoy doing it actually a lot more than I thought I would. So stand by because there are going to be plenty more episodes coming in the near future. Guys, take care. Enjoy your week. I will speak to you soon.